the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. You fell asleep in my car. I drove the it's time to get educated on the market. It's Brigham Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com, chief market analyst. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing okay. Thanks. Yourself? Doing well. Kind of. Hoping for Yahoo, not Yahoo, but I'm kind of hoping for uh, January to come to an end because it's been kind of a crazy month on Wall Street, and mm-hmm. it's it's not the easiest thing to say, calm down, people, or hey, get excited. It's this is it seems to be all about oil these days. It seems to be the number one catalyst to move us up or down. Yeah, I, you're you know you're right in that respect. I mean, and that was a scene in spades uh, really this morning with the movement in the uh, S and P futures and uh, and oil prices. I mean. You know, if you had, if you just divorce yourself from oil prices for a moment and you were told that China's stock market went down 6% today, um, you probably would have thought that the SP futures might be down, you know, 30 handles or more. Um, and then, lo and behold, um, you know, despite China being down 6%, uh, the SP futures were actually trading up uh, in early New York hours. And I, and we saw a positive open, and you can see it uh, in the charts. Uh, it was related directly to the movement in oil prices as they, you know, uh, were down below $30 and then bounced back up and, and were trying to uh, push toward $31. And there was a, a clear correlation there, and, uh, and, and you're right. I mean, we are seeing a real fixation on, uh, on that behavior, uh, probably because there's a whole lot of stuff that's wrapped up in that, really. I mean, when you think about... Uh, the trajectory of oil and what it could potentially mean for earnings estimates for the energy sector, uh, what it might imply about uh, end demand, and then in turn what it might imply about uh, global economic growth. And obviously all of those things have been coming down. <laughs> so when we see oil prices turn up, uh, the market uh, is somewhat hopeful that perhaps the bottom is in with respect to all of those things. Uh, and it can start feeling better about uh, market conditions. But that's still a pretty iffy proposition right now because of, um, you know, a lot of unanswered questions at the moment. Are we going to get some of the answers to the questions during earnings season? Because taking a look at your page one this morning, uh, Procter & Gamble, DuPont, Johnson & Johnson, 3M, Dover, Sprint, Freeport, Macaran, Corning, Packaging, um, they all – beat analyst expectations, probably lowered expectations, but they all beat. So there should be some upside uh, leaning from earnings, shouldn't there be? Right. Well, I, I guess it's supposed, you know, what what answers do you really want to hear? Um, you know, if, you, if you're looking Just tell me the at truth. the headlines, you know, right, that, yeah, these were better than expected earnings, and you're right that they were better than, you know, markdown estimates, basically. 
Uh, on the flip side of that, uh, not one of those companies actually reported any revenue growth, right? And that's also been a bugaboo here for the market is that, uh, granted, you know, many of these are multinational companies that are feeling the effects of that strong dollar and, and the translation back home. But uh, even when you take, when you remove the currency factor, there's still either very little or no revenue growth still. Uh, and that reflects, uh, I think, the ultimate uh, end demand out there that's creating a, a lack of pricing power uh, and uh, a lack of, you know, the the type of earnings growth, the top line driven earnings growth that you'd like to see, and so, um, so that's not the most encouraging factor there. But uh, in the context of what we see today, those are nice headlines nonetheless, because you know, what's on tap tomorrow, right? We have a federal open market committee meeting that is going to be held on Wednesday, and this market is uh, seemingly very anxious to hear the Fed sound some type of dovish note um, that is going to uh, take some of the pressure off of this idea uh, that I think has been weighing on the market somewhat here in January, that the Fed uh, is inclined to stay on its tightening path, notwithstanding what's going on in the financial markets. Um, and, uh, And if we don't hear or see something in the directive that gives the market the sense that the Fed is going to hold off uh, in March, it's certainly not going to do anything tomorrow, but the market wants to hear that the Fed, or sense anyway, that the Fed's going to hold off on raising rates in March as well. If we don't hear that, um, you know, then I'm, I'm worried that, you know, things could get ugly again in a hurry. Just off the cuff, we've had a couple beers, it's a Friday night, and we're at a bar, we're enjoying our company. Uh, how bad can things get, in your opinion? We saw things get pretty bad in 2008. Yeah, well, I mean, you can fall into a bear market. You know, you can get down 20% plus. Um, and the uh, the concern or the uncertainty in all of this is that, you know, emotions then take over, and you really don't know kind of really how far things can go down in, in, in a certain time frame. But, uh, but, you know, if you just take a step back from things, try to, you know, remove that emotion and look at things objectively here, you know, entering the year, you had a, a market that was trading with a full valuation, right? <clears throat> and that was against a backdrop of falling earnings and declining earnings estimates. Uh, and the specter of uh, the world's leading central bank, you know, raising rates and, and sounding as if they, they wanted to continue to raise rates. <clears throat> uh, you throw in the, uh, the really ugly trade data. You know, that's not getting a whole lot of attention, I don't think, or certainly not giving the attention that it might be due. But, sure. you know, you have year-over declines in exports and out of China, out of Japan, out of the U.S. even. Um, so you can see fundamentally here that, you know, you're not in a great environment at the moment. And in my estimation, uh, I think this market continues to act poorly uh, or at least doesn't, you know, go to a, you know, you see those moonshots, those buy-the-dip moonshots. Uh, like we've seen in years past. I don't think you, you get those with any type of sustaining quality until you see reversal in these uh, weakening economic data points and certainly a reversal in the earnings estimates trends. Until those two things happen, uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of faith in a market multiple that has come down uh, um, you know, from the start of the year, but you still can't really have a lot of faith in that because the uh, the denominator there, the earnings, uh, are still in question and still seem to be falling. 
Let me throw an opinion piece at you real quick. Brian Belsky, he is chief investment strategist at BMO Capital Markets, similar to what you do. You know, sits around, looks at the markets, comes up with an understanding, helps formulate a strategy. Um, he says we're in a 20-year bull market. Is there any way that a strategist could say we're in a 20-year bull market? Because aren't things going to happen? Um, aren't curveballs going to come out of nowhere? Surprises are going to hit the market. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, <laughs> right. I do have – you know, I, I think you're right. I mean, there are things that obviously – we can't even see, you know, 20 minutes ahead these days, it seems like. So, um, you know, making a 20-year call, uh, okay, you know, it's a it's a comforting-sounding headline in the midst of this, uh, what I guess he would call a, a cyclical bear market maybe. Um, I think um, I think there – he was also suggesting at one point, I think the S&P comes down to, to 1,600, I believe, as part of that call. And then it rallies okay. from there within the context of a 20-year secular bull market. And – you know, when I look over the next 20, 20 years, right, if I look out, I mean, there's some other big issues that are looming there that, again, don't they just kind of get tossed to the side. And, and you know, it's entitlement-ish programs, right? You know, there's going to be Social Security issues there. There's going to be the health care cost issue. There's going to be demographic issues. There's going to be uh, issues with excessive levels of government debt relative to GDP. Um, maybe all of those things help keep long-term interest rates down, you know, that could support uh, potentially this idea of a secular bull market. But, um, but there's, yeah, there's, there's still, it, it's, that, that time horizon is so stretched uh, that, you know, it might be comforting sounding to hear, but I don't think you could put any real, real faith uh, in, in it coming to fruition. Um, and then if it ultimately does, it's probably just a lucky call. I follow your work religiously on a daily basis. I think you're great at what you do. We've got about a minute and a half. Anything that you want to chime in with that we haven't talked about that you think is important to see? Yeah, you know, um, I had, you know, one of our readers email me uh, at the end of last week, uh, and he was taking exception to the idea that, you know, um, I haven't been talking much about how positive the impact of um, low gas prices. Um, and, you know, I responded to him that there's there's an issue between low gas prices and what they mean for the economy and what they mean for the stock market. <clears throat> and uh, ultimately, you know, I tried to tie it back as a market analyst to why the market's not reacting better to this drop in, in fuel costs. And I said it has a lot to do with the fact that, it, you know, it, it relates to earnings. You know, and the energy sector earnings have been pummeled with this drop in fuel, and it all counts in terms of the valuation pie, and that is helping to drag down earnings and earnings estimates, and that's part of the reason why we're not seeing, I think, the market respond in a better fashion to what ostensibly is a good thing for the economy. Anything else that you want to do a tip in with real quick? Um, you know, Federal Market Open Market Committee meeting, uh, it's going to be a really big issue this week. Uh, if, if, like I said earlier, if the Fed does not come out with a dovish-sounding note, I think uh, this market could, could really sell off hard in a hurry. Uh, but if it does come through with it, then we may see this, uh, this rebound effort uh, uh, you know, continue for a little bit longer here. With the $8 trillion coming out of the market in the month of January, will there be a bleed-over effect into real estate? Because I hear a lot of commercials about how real estate always goes higher. And I just kind of want to let people know your thoughts on that real quick. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a sentiment issue. I mean, the, the, that's a, a wealth effect that's related to stock prices, um, not directly tied into you know the equity or the equity in, in homes. So, you know, it's a confidence factor. You know, maybe it helps banks uh, refrain from you know being as open to lending, uh, you know, mortgage-wise than they would have been otherwise. But it is something to watch. It's Patrick O'Hare, Briefing.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.